What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. If there is one thing that I can think of that has blunted more extraordinary output than anything else, it's regression to the mean. Self-prescribed regression to the mean. And it's bad enough that we regress to our own mean, our own average, that we fall back to our own lower than optimal standards, but add in organizations and groups of people And this becomes an even bigger issue that I have seen lead to the downfall of entire departments in large enterprises. I was having this conversation with my friend in the gym the other day because one of the things that frustrates me most to see is someone who can give more but limits themselves or dumbs themselves down to not pace too far past the slowest person. And going into the month of September where I will be doing the strangest secret challenge as a listener of the 48 Days podcast, I am reminded of what Earl Nightingale said on this topic. He says, society has fixed itself not to prevent the strong from winning, but to prevent the weak from losing. Society today, he says, can be likened to a convoy in the time of war. The entire society is slowed down to protect its weakest link, just as the naval convoy has to go at the speed that will permit its slowest vessel to remain in formation. Now, do you want to remain in formation is a question when it's not time of war. Now, if you break free from this formation, it can be a really easy way to stand out. But also, if you stay there, if you live the way that society is, it presents a huge drag on you by everyone else to slow down. Like crabs in a bucket, they require you to slow down so the slowest person can keep up. In my conversation with my friend, I was expressing how much it bothers me when a person has more to give but does not give that extra bit because it would be a bad political decision for trying to stand out too much amongst the people around them. And he said, almost with pride, like it's something to not even debate, that he would not do any more than his job requires because... And he was hinting at this, didn't say it in black and white because it would most likely affect his coworkers and how much workload the company then thinks each person can handle. And one outlier can ruin it for the lazy group is what I got out of it. And I think from the end of the company, so I can't help but think about this tragic reality that so much output is being left on the table because of the need to not upset the average output of the group. This almost reminds me of an experience that I had myself in my last job that almost confirmed that I did not belong there rubbing shoulders with the people that were my coworkers. At a holiday party, on the way from one bar to the next bar with all my coworkers, after a year of working at this company, almost a year, for a team in which the manager was my friend, which is why I took the job from a previous company, I had a coworker come up to me while we were walking to the next bar, and she told me that I made them all look bad because of the quantity of effort I put in, how I put too much information in the weekly recaps and how I was making it difficult for all of them. She also subtly hinted at me that if I ever wanted to grow at this company, 
citing an example of how the last manager got promoted. She said that they asked her and the team for input on whether what they would think about this new prospective manager. So she subtly hinted a threat, saying that she would be considered and would have input if I ever wanted to become a manager or grow at this company, and that it would be smarter for me to slow down my effort and give less feedback and stand out less to make their lives easier again, or I would suffer the consequences. And I remember reflecting on this, and I could not believe it. And needless to say how history went, I did not slow down, and I did not need her input, and she eventually ended up working for me, which eventually led to her being caught in fraud and fired. So now in my case, with my self-confidence, my prior relationship to the manager, my own abilities, my lack of fear, this story ended up working out in my favor. But it's not always like this. I wonder how many people, and I can see clear examples, and how many jobs who get nudged like this to slow down by their peer group, which in turn creates and maintains a lower than average output that everyone now adheres to and regresses to. Even newcomers learn fast where to regress to. Not everyone has the personality to resist this pressure from their peers, especially at a work environment when they're just trying to feed their family. And many people will concede to the demands of the peer group. And someone, again, who thinks mainly from the standpoint of the business, because I take ownership in everything I do, even as an employee, I am not only disturbed by the loss of potential for the business, but I'm also angered by the pervasiveness of this mindset and how I see it everywhere. It seems to exist everywhere. Even my friend here in a completely different country across the world expressed the very same sentiments, how it would be a bad political move to take on more than his coworkers are doing. So essentially, everyone is slowing each other down. And the fastest person is trying his best to not make the slowest person look bad. You think it's a surprise that Twitter can fire 75% of its staff and be more efficient? It's because a bunch of people are just bloat. They're just holding and taking up space. And each one of them is designed to justify their own existence for each other. There's so many fundamental flaws in this way of thinking. And it seems to be so common that it is no surprise that it takes so little to actually succeed and stand out today. You literally just have to do a little bit more and a little bit more constantly and consistently, and you are already a threat to most people. What a sad world. But again, it goes against all age-old wisdom. You know, the man who does more than he is paid for will soon be paid for more than he does. The very point of life is to do more before you are invited to have more be required from you. It is the noble acceptance of the smallest responsibility that allows you to become and get bigger responsibilities. If you only do what your job description requires, if you only do what your job description requires, then there is nothing about you that sets you apart from anyone else. And that's a bigger problem for your life than it is for the current job description you are doing the bare minimum at. The bigger problem is that you are practicing bare minimum. And it will be very difficult for you to demand more than that from yourself elsewhere. The man who will use his skill and constructive imagination to see how much he can give 
for a dollar instead of how little he can give for a dollar is bound to succeed. If you are tuned now to do as little as possible to just get by, how much you can get instead of give, just do enough to not get fired, it will catch up to you one day there. But the most pernicious part about this is that it's being ingrained in you in every casual minute where all you do is just survive. And the lowest vibration of us is just hell-bent on survival. It's not looking to give extra effort. So if you ever hope to transcend to a higher plane, you got to play a different game. Everything you put out, every bit of excess, every bit more than what is necessary also gets ingrained, also gets deposited in something. All of that abundance that you give accrues. It adds up. All of it built into your self-worth, self-respect, every bit of your essence that you bring into every moment, into every room. All of that accrues. None of it is lost. And not even if it's not appreciated or rewarded in this immediate place that you are in. It still all adds up. And none of it can be taken away from you. I love you, family. Stay true, always. See you on the next show.